Hello, welcome to Hailstorm, your comedy podcast about the modern era. I'm Ethan Hitler, alongside David Franz. David, say hello. Hello. Today, we're going to be comparing the Spider-Man movies and what people have to say about them and our personal opinions. Let's start off with asking the question, which is the best Spider-Man series? I personally believe that the original three are amazing and almost perfect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> David, what do you have to say about that? Not the... I wouldn't throw the third one in that one. Okay, okay, <laughs> true. The third one was was a mess. It was a... Uh... Like, the first two movies were definitely near perfect. Um, they do have, like, looking back, they're kind of ridiculous like when you have norman osborne talking to a chair that is <laughs> oh my gosh this is like the it, it, it is kind of nuts you're right because like i still like the movies a lot and what they did and respect how they changed this like the superhero genre as a whole but it was so like the third one was actually a disaster like imagine just having these superpowers or whatever and then you just use them to dance well <laughs> I mean, dude, he he turned evil. When you when you turn evil, you just come kind of emo and just dance really well on the street. You know? uh, I mean, I guess I'm almost evil then. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you um, have the hair going right. Uh, sure. <laughs> and um, I don't know. It was bad to say the least because they they tried to make him evil and brutal and all that and like the closest he came was just yelling about fixing the damn door <laughs> which was you know something anybody does on a oh, bad day that's not true he did hit mary jane when she asked him about gwen in the uh jazz bar that she was working at after being fired from broadway yeah i mean i guess that, that was, was pretty like... evil dude i mean if you don't think domestic abuse is evil I think domestic abuse is pretty evil, but (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was an interesting take, you know, when that was just thrown in there with all the other evil stuff like him doing finger guns down the street. (laughs) I mean, he was harassing women, David. That's about as evil as you can get. Uh, I think it was interesting. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if it goes as far as harassment but True. it was more making a fool of himself if anything yeah um there were some good moments in the movie like uh sandman as a character was done pretty well i feel like i thought venom looked really good venom looked good but you unfortunately know. i can't think of the actor's name the guy who played Topher Eric, grace Topher grace uh clansman leader uh also he was in uh what's the movie what's the tv show it's that 70s show he played eric foreman He's a decent actor with a terrible role in that movie. Yeah, and I think that really did kill his career for a while. Yeah, I mean, like, what else is he in besides uh, Black Klansman? That's the only thing I can think of. He was in one of the Oceans movies, I think. Really? Like, very briefly, if I remember right. But aren't they older, or are they... Was it a newer one? It was an older one, I think. I don't remember. But I can never see him as anybody other than Eric. That is true. (laughs) So, whenever you see, like... Venom, like, re- like pull back his mask or whatever. <laughs> you just see Eric there with his goofy face. It's just, he's like, 
would have been funny if, you know, somehow Red Foreman showed up. He's Red and he's like, <laughs> God damn it, Eric. <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah. Um, I kind of, it's kind of weird. I feel like, the, I feel like that final movie kind of killed a lot of careers there because like, Kirsten Dunst, she's not anything else I can think of right now. Um, Tobey Maguire, only other major film he's been in besides that was Great Gatsby and that didn't really do that, didn't do too well in theaters either. I don't know if it was really a career killer. I mean like, I mean, James Franco's still doing well, but he went an entirely different direction, I feel like. I don't know. I don't, I don't think the movie was necessarily a victim of bad acting as much. I think I think it definitely hurt um, Tobey Maguire just because he's like the face of Spider-Man. Yeah. It's going to be hard to cast him after that. Like, Cause I see him as Spider Man and everything, uh, everything he does. Yeah, and he's a very like distinct nerdy character to go with, and he's yeah. also getting older. So like he was he was old when he did it. Yeah. So like imagine some like thirty year old dude trying to play some high school nerd. Like still, <laughs> he was in college in those movies, so it, it made sense. Yeah. But other ones not so much. Uh, so would you agree that those are your favorite your favorite Spider Man series? Yeah, Followed I us- I usually don't keep. <laughs> Usually when I think about the Sam Raimi, you know, streak, I, I don't think it's the third Yeah, one. I, I don't think it's the third at all. Uh, I mean, two was, I want to say perfect, but I mean, there's definitely some weak points in there. One, rewatching it, you kind of see some goofy stuff, like the scene where he's holding, where Mary Jane's holding onto them, it's obviously like a cutout or uh, a Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that kind of stuff throws me through a loop, but it's also an older movie, so, like... Yeah, it's a product of the time, for yeah. sure. So, like, they, they were limited with what they could do, and, like, they definitely did a good job with what they had. So, yeah. I think that's also a testament to, like, the quality of the movie. Um, but how do you feel about the Andrew Garfield movies? Are they better or worse than the singular Tom Holland movie? Okay. Um, <laughs> I think... Ooh, that's hard, because there's a lot of things I do think that Amazing Spider-Man got right. Mm-hmm. And like what they did well, they did very well, which would be the action. The action was great. I the action that. was really good. I also thought the soundtrack was really, really good. Yeah. I was like, I have a song on like one of my playlists that I listen to frequently, and it's on there, and it's has Kendrick Lamar in it. So I think that's also a oh, testament crazy. that Kendrick yeah. Lamar... I mean, Jamie Foxx was in the movie. I said the second one. True, but like I think Kendrick Lamar has the golden touch with soundtracks, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Especially when it comes to movies. Yeah, like Black Panther is like the best soundtrack, at least like, I think streaming-wise. I'm not sure if they ever sold it. Like, I don't know. I don't really know the stats on that. But yeah. as far as I know, it's like, probably besides musicals, one of the most... Definitely. Like well-received soundtracks so um, you know i bet i bet dc should just get kendrick in there and maybe do something <laughs> right <laughs> dc just hires kendrick please save us at least we'll have a decent soundtrack that's, i mean that's pretty- let's see let's see they got james gunn right dc's mm-hmm. hiring over james gunn so good that's move. a good director that's a good director yeah they could get hire kendrick lamar so that you got a good director and probably a good um, score or yeah. not a score a soundtrack but so that's already like two things they could easily do to probably mimic Marvel. I don't know the the uh, Super Man of Steel. The soundtrack Man of Steel is pretty good. Even though I, it was, I don't it was remember. Orchestra, I'm pretty sure. So the score. Yeah, it was a score. Not it's not really a soundtrack. It was just it was really uh, it fit the mood of the movie very well. I feel like. But I think if they want to capture more viewers in the dying business they have with the DC uh, cinematic universe, what do they, what do they call that? DC. 
Extended universe. Extended universe. Um, they definitely need to change their game and kind of emulate Guardians of the Galaxy type feel. Uh, I don't really know. I'm like completely fine with DC doing darker films. Like the Batman, like Christian Bale's Batman is incredible. But I, I, they can't. They're not. I don't think they'll be able to emulate that. There's no way. I don't think they will be able to. But I would. Those are some really good. Stuff I that, think what DC should do is stick with an overall darker tone because that would be stronger and fresh compared to Marvel's very happy go lucky type of movies that are constantly there. So I feel like it'd be a refreshing take to have a darker tone overall. That's like a darker tone doesn't mean just like super edgy the entire time. It just yeah. means like overall the story is a little bit darker, but then you need the moments of like comedy and stuff to break it up. But that's like how every movie that has like a darker tone should be, right? Yeah, I feel like if they if they want to do that, they have to stick with it. Like there's like if they want to have humor, it can't be like a, a key point to the movie. Like um, in the last Dark Knight movie, there are definitely a few points where there's a joke here or there, but it's like, it's brought up through conversation, not through like it's not like a it's organic. It's organic, yeah. It's, it's not like a it's fake not moment. like in your face. We're throwing some humor at you, which is what they did wrong. I feel like in Batman vs Superman, a lot of those scenes yeah, where they that's that's a movie that had the darker tone overall, but thrown in with just some really out of character humor. Yeah. Like Batman saying, like, what's your superpower? I'm rich. And it's like, that's just like that's a not... common joke that everybody knows. And like, something Batman would never say himself. Especially the, like, also think about it, like, this is that, this Batman's supposed to be like super far into his career. Like, he's supposed yeah, to be yeah. like a hardened veteran and he's like, seen some serious Robin's stuff. Robin's died. And Robin's everything. dead. <laughs> he's gone through at least three Robins at this point. So it's like, He's not making jokes like that. They they really need to focus on and the characters. I think they had the like. They had the comedic elements there. Like they could have used Flash very easily. Oh yeah, that's that's a like Flash poking fun at um, like Bruce for being so dark, mm-hmm. or like Wonder Woman for being so like stoic or whatever. Or even examples like uh, there's scenes in the animated. Uh, movies they have, which are surprisingly way better than the live action movies. Oh yeah, those are they, actually really good. <laughs> they all question the fact, like, why is Batman so dark? And it's funny, but it also seems super real because, like, if you're meeting someone for the first time and he seems like he's like psychotic because he's so angry or so like depressed, you like question it. And if it was like a funny moment, because they all realized like how different he is from everybody else. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what they're trying to do anymore. It seems like. They don't know themselves, <laughs> so uh, they just they just gotta like hire some competent writers, sit down, and just go for whatever they want to do, and like it'll be a bold choice, kind of no matter what they do, because they have been struggling and they don't have a formula that works. So yeah, they just gotta stick with something and go with it. But it's not it doesn't seem to be what they want to do. I mean, like, but what what about Suicide Squad? I mean, that was a great movie. <laughs> Every part of that movie just had me like on the edge of my seat. When they introduced a character that had him die within like the first ten minutes of the movie, oh my goodness! Like, yeah, that was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, terrible. And you know, I never had an issue with what they did regarding the Joker character. No, I thought neither. it would have been a cool take, and mm-hmm. I was ready for it. And um, I was I went in with an open mind. And he wasn't even there. And he was barely there. <laughs> and 
like the moments he had were just so dumb like he was lying in a hotel room with a bunch of knives around him like what am i looking at and again if you think about it in the fact of uh this is an older joker this is a joker that's been around for a long time yeah, it's just so like, like it's weird to think like what are they like what are they trying to do with all this? Like is Joker some abstract artist that he's going for? Because like when you look at that scene, it looks like something like a student would submit to a film festival yeah. for like <laughs> for abstract film. It was just so obscure and but like, like uh, but not like that good of a film festival. Maybe like the one uh, uh, we saw the other day. I don't know. It was <laughs> <laughs> it was right up there with Red. Uh, it was. Different. It was a different take on the Joker. He seemed a lot more artsy. I think that's actually what I would call that Joker. Would be like the artsy Joker. He had all the like body art and stuff, mm-hmm. which could have been really cool and intimidating. But it, some of them were just like his tattoos were fine. If like his overall character was cool, which he wasn't, he was just kind of lame. But like that's also uh, speaking of like a new take. Something I value very much in the Spider-Man movies is the new take on the character. Okay. Uh, like, I feel like bringing something to the character is super important, and I feel like something that's uh, t- the Tom Holland lacks. I feel like something that Andrew Garfield tried to do, but he kind of just brought the fact that he was a really cool person, which doesn't really fit Peter's character. With the new movie coming out, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, I like the new take on Peter Parker as an older adult. He's kind of, like, laid back, doesn't really care what's going on because he knows he's going to win no matter what. The way I see it is that um, Sam Raimi's, or, like, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man was very heavily focused on Peter being the nerdy, kind of not very sociable type person, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And that's how, they, that's how the character kind of is, to an extent, maybe more so. Um, in the movies than he is originally in the comics because once he does get his get his powers he kind of like finds his place yeah and then, and then uses the mask to kind of like express himself there's there's a few like Spider Man supposed to be super witty which wasn't expressed that much in the Sam Raimi movies but there are a lot of moments where he's like he tries jokes. He yeah tries. he he does like it's not as much as you would expect from the character but I feel like Andrew Garfield's then leaned even more heavily into that like they saw they were trying to feel inorganic to a point to a point I, it was like Tobey Maguire's that was not great like regarding his quips or whatever with the villains mm-hmm. which was like really what makes Spider-Man so memorable like he's up there with Deadpool with yeah. like his jokes. jokes all the time but Andrew Garfield's I actually liked how they did that that he was always kind of cracking jokes kind of no matter what the situation was until it got, like, extremely serious. But um, I like that. And I also think what made Gwen Stacy's death in that so impactful was that that was when he was, like, crazy serious because, like, he was super happy the entire movie and cracking all these jokes. And then this, like, event happened that was very impactful and then he was serious. And it was very weird seeing him serious. Yeah. So I think... They did that right. There's a whole lot wrong with those movies also. <laughs> I think Tom Holland is not an original take on the character. It feels like... Which appears to be an unpopular opinion. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know why either. Because I feel like the people who are saying that don't know, actually know Spider-Man. Yeah. Or don't know the movie, the original two series, well enough to comment on it. 
because I think that Homecoming is a good movie, but I don't think it disappointed me personally because I felt I expected more from Spider-Man and the MCU. Yeah. 100%. Because Marvel's shown they know what they're doing with their characters. And what they did wasn't necessarily wrong with Spider-Man. But it could have been so much more. I felt like, yeah, there was a loss of potential. And like they didn't, you know, take hold of that. Because he's like sort of nerdy, but he's not really. Because he's just kind of awkward at moments. How old is he in the... In the... And Homecoming, he's, he's 15, really young. sophomore. Yeah, he's like a sophomore and in high Tom school. Tom Holland's already, like, what, 21, 22? Yeah, he doesn't look it, though. So he he's younger. got that going for him. So, like, I mean, they have potential with, like, having multiple films in the series. They can go, as, as he goes older, they can keep making more. But it's a trend of the other movies as we might go past <laughs> the third. Well, we'll see. I mean, like, uh, uh, first one only had three. Second, third one didn't really count. It was trash. Second one only had two. So, I mean, well, after Far From Home... Will there, be, will there be any more movies? And if there isn't like a major character development, will it even matter, I feel like? Judging by the way the MCU is going, I would expect Spider-Man to stick around. Mm-hmm. Regardless of like how many solo movies he has, I think he's going to be in the MCU. Yeah. So he's going to be there, for sure, in my opinion. But Also, a uh, weird thing. I, I mean, I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but he's technically an Avenger now, after um, Infinity War. Yep. It's, isn't this the first iteration of him being... 15 years older than Avenger. Nor is it normally after, like, trial and trial, he finally gets usually, in. Yeah, usually he can't get in. And it was also a really weird 180. Because, like, at the Homecoming, he was like, I don't want to be an Avenger. And, and then, then immediately in Infinity War, he's like, yeah, I'm an Avenger now. Which I guess you could say is, like, due to the circumstances. And may, I guess we have to see how Homecoming, or not Homecoming, how uh, Endgame, like, finishes, and whether yeah. or not he remains an Avenger. And then Far From Home, I mean... That too. So... Which, is it confirmed, takes place after or before? It's going to have to be after. Okay. Because he's got to come back to life. <laughs> so it's going to be, okay, okay, yeah. Um. Anyway, back to, like, why it's not an original take, in my opinion. Um. I feel like we've already seen it, right? Because we've seen the awkward part with Toby, and then we didn't really get a lot of, like, quips or anything or anything that like stood out to me i haven't seen the movie in a little bit but i've seen it twice once recently and the other was earlier this year i didn't think tom holland's character was necessarily funny i thought it was like like a a little bit humorous at times but i feel like he more has like the adorable thing going for him like he's kind of like the kid like stars in his eyes i mean maybe and girls definitely seem to like that all everyone i know is just Tom yeah, all so the girls cute. we've talked to love Homecoming. Exclusively for how hot Tom Holland is, though, which is yeah, interesting. Not saying that's how all girls view him, but the two friends that come to mind with this definitely yeah. agree with that. So, Which is another factor that people have for Andrew Garfield as well. Yeah, that is a factor, and uh, I don't really know what to think of it. To be honest, because I felt like Homecoming did not do a great job. I didn't like... I, I hate his suit. <laughs> this is actually my least favorite suit. Right next to the Amazing Spider-Man 1. Amazing Spider-Man 1 suit was so ugly, in my opinion. But it was very detailed. It was very detailed. And they like put a lot of effort into yeah. it. And I loved Amazing Spider-Man 2 suit, though. That's probably my favorite out of all of them. I mean, honestly, my favorite suit's the uh, wrestler suit from the first Spider-Man movie. <laughs> that one's pretty good. <laughs> I, I like to see a comeback with that one. Yeah. 
Or and bone saw. Bone saw is not. Bone saw is not. Yeah, we need we need a wrestling origin scene for uh, Tom Holland, Peter Parker. Yeah. I don't know, like the beginning of Far From Home. That's what really should have been the evil mark in the third Sam Raimi he just, Spider-Man. He just goes back and kills Bones. <laughs> he just, like, that's the turning now. point. <laughs> it's like he just gets in there and just kills Bonesaw. <laughs> and then he becomes Bonesaw. There you go. Oh my goodness. Or one eighty. Like, yeah, he goes back and he like the guy who didn't give him the money at first, she only gave him like the hundred dollars. <laughs> he just murders him. He's like, How about that? You, made, you made me kill my my uncle. Oh god. <laughs> That'd be brutal. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know, when you do think about it, if that dude just paid him in full, Peter would have stopped that guy. Yeah, if he would just gave him the full money, he wouldn't have been, like, a dick about everything. He would have just gone down there. Saw, like, even even if he would have helped him leave, he would have been there when it happened and been able to stop it. Yeah. Dang, I didn't even think about it. It's on that guy. It's Yeah. I mean, it's on Peter, but it's on that guy. I mean, it's on, it's definitely on Peter, but, you know. Also, I, 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 think, I think about this a lot. People say he's only like supposed to be evil in that movie, but he really did kill the guy in one of the first scenes. Like, he kept he kept aggressively walking towards him. Obviously, he didn't think he tripped. He no, he tripped, but he made him trip. Yeah, but he didn't. No, I don't think he killed him. Like, it was an accident. But like, that's so messed up. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I guess you'd go for manslaughter, but <laughs> manslaughter. Yeah, Spider Man is manslaughter on his on his list of crimes. I how guess. they how they not catch? They never figured out what happened to him. They're just like. He fell out a window. I mean, I think they did know because he was like web slinging, right? He was web slinging. There there were webs there. Do you think the cops put that together one day? They're just like, holy crap. I mean, Spider Man killed somebody. I don't think they knew. Okay, yeah. And like, I guess you couldn't really say it was him because maybe there was webs, but I I don't think it's that big of a point. (laughs) True. Whatsoever. Oh, how do you feel about uh, uh, artificial web slingers versus. in organic, his body. organic, uh, artificial is way better. Yeah, I like artificial more. Organic is gross to but think about. When I was little, I thought that was the only way to go. So when mm. like I saw adaptations <laughs> of him like say, "Oh no, my web slingers are out of ammo or out of fluid." Yeah, that's I was always like, a I was trope. Like, what? I like aren't they part of his body? Like that made no sense to me. Yeah, the '90s cartoons were funny about <laughs> it because like it's like every single commercial break, it would just be him web slinging runs out and then like then when it cuts back it was him just reloading it and shooting it like you knew every time <laughs> yeah, that he was gonna to be happen. he's like oh no but when you're a kid you know you just have no idea you're like dang is he gonna get out no, of it even when i was a kid i eventually was like they just keep doing this i know what they're doing <laughs> but it was so funny and I, I love that trope to be honest it's real funny to really like, funny. see just like oh shoot i ran out of webbing guess i gotta walk or something it's really cool in the adaptations of, uh, like, different different things besides the movies, like the TV shows, the video games, how everything's evolved and, like, different characters they have and different voice actors, like, how they really capture Spider-Man. But one thing's really cool in the new Spider-Man game that, that just came out, um, that should have been Game of the Year, but he they have, like, his original web shooters that are on display, and they look super clunky and gross. Like Are they, like, gauntlets? Yeah. Yeah. How they're supposed to be. That's how they looked in the 90s cartoons. And then uh, they have his, update, his upgraded version, which looks similar to, like, Tony Stark version that okay. they have uh, now. But, like, they hold so much web. Like, there's a description of, like, like his suit upgrade, the Doc Ock did for him. It's so much web. Like, there's no way he could possibly ever run into web fluid. And then, like, you go on, and there's a scene where he just can't shoot webs. And I was like... How'd this happen? Same trope from the from the '90s show. I mean, he does have to run out eventually. True, true. I don't know. I I like it. It's funny. I think that 
The organic webbing is gross. <laughs> that is kind of gross. But there was a really good scene with that, though. Um, with up and away, Wed! Yeah, that was funny. Go, Wed, go! Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't want to think about the anatomy of that man. <laughs> <laughs> he, has, he has web fluid underneath his skin. He, like, became a mutant, pretty much. Like, pretty he's much. like Wolverine, but with webs that just, like, extend also, even farther. How does how do his, um, his feet, like, clinging things go through his shoes? Yeah, don't think about it. <laughs> like, cause it's, not, it's not just that iteration. Cause it's every one. It's every one. Is Peter barefoot? Because I don't think so. No, I think... I don't know. I guess it's like in the first ones, they show like little barbs coming out. Yes. Yeah. those would go through the suit. They go through the suit, but the shoes, the shoes. He's not wearing like actual shoes. But like how to like... How do you protect his feet from glass? I mean like, I think it's thin, but it's like a still like a tiny layer. Maybe she's got some big barbs. I don't know. <laughs> That's gross to think about. I, yes, you're oh right. I don't want to think about it. But um, just imagine someone's like, he's just walking around, and then like he lifts his foot up too high. Imagine high fiving him. You can control that, right? Eventually. Uh, maybe. Cause like he puts his clothes on, they don't stick to him. Like I guess. Yeah. So, like, but just imagine like. He's Wait, like, is he sticky on every part of him? I thought it was only his hands and feet. No, I'm, no, I'm saying when he, when he touches things, oh, oh. he touches things, it doesn't stick to him. But like, just imagine he's just like relaxing, he's just like stretching for a second with it like all the way through his body, his foot's propped up, and then you see just like a like a barb reaching through his shoe and coming back into his body. I guess there are moments where he's wearing normal shoes. Mm-hmm. I thought about this too because in this into the Spider Verse trailer, Miles is wearing like Jordans. Yeah, and That's he's just on a building, which is fine. I guess I don't care. For a while, he's thinking was like, oh, he's just using his straight arm muscles. Like, you know, to pull stuff up. But then there's, like, scenes where he's, like, running on buildings vertically. Oh, horizontally. I didn't see that, so. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, back to, you know, Tom Holland. I think Tom it's Holland. an unoriginal. <laughs> I think it's an unoriginal take just because uh, it felt like a pretty safe mixture between Tobey Maguire's and Andrew Garfield's. Not exemplified very much. It didn't really show what it's like to be a hero because, yeah, he got. But he has heart. And he's. God heart. The boy has heart. That's the key boy has message. heart. The boy has heart. That's a great message. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It felt like a pretty copy and paste um, Marvel movie that didn't take many risks. I think Vulture's also overrated. I don't think he's an amazing villain. He's definitely better than some. Like, he's better than Ultron. Yeah. But Ultron was kind of, could have been done a lot better. Ultron has some fun moments. So I, I don't hate Ultron either, but um, I don't know. I don't really know what to think of Tom Holland's yet. I guess maybe it's still early. Yeah, true. There only has been one movie. But Homecoming didn't blow me away, and it feels like it's yeah, even not... Even Civil War, it was like almost the same thing. I liked him better in Civil War than Homecoming. He, he was a lot funnier. A lot he was. More. He yeah. was. And it like really showed his power. I still hate his suit, but <laughs> remember you when everybody thought that? When everyone looked at his suit and was like, that's terrible CGI. Like when the, he got first got revealed in the now trailer. Now no one cares. Now no one mentions it. I don't know. But, uh, feels like with Tobey Maguire, it's a very clear story-driven movies that are very good with yeah. good action sequences. And then Andrew Garfield had amazing web-slinging with a lot of personality and with Spider-Man when he was in costume and not necessarily when he was out of it. And, um, like, 
did I say web slinging already or not? I don't remember. But the web slinging sequences are beautiful with an amazing soundtrack. Yeah. And also excellent action. I really liked what they did. Oh my god, the camera that. shots are so imaginative. They don't have they're not restricted by the uh, Yeah, they got like first person first stuff. First person stuff. And, and they they got, even like, like him's like focusing on him while he's moving around buildings and stuff. Things you can't do with a camera. And like they put slow mo to some moments yep. where he looked like and like the way he moved looked so fluid. Looks miles above any of the other iterations so far. Mm-hmm. And then like even with in the Spider-Verse, that's just crazy. Oh, that's going to be amazing. I mean, it's it's crazy thing about it's all CGI too. Yeah, it's I mean, all different, animated. different animation styles, but like compared to the other work that DreamWorks does, like Secret Life of Pets, stuff like that, it's a huge shift in uh, artistic style. That's yeah, really, really... I read that like for one second of um, animation, it took them like a week to do. Oh, wow. So, so has this been a long... Uh... Yeah, I'm sure they have multiple teams working on it, but like for sure. But you just like look at that. It's like the art style and all the characters they're throwing in and like the message behind it and like everything they're trying to do. And then you look at Homecoming, and I can't tell you what it's trying to do. Like, I don't know what it wants and, like, what it's, like, striving for mm-hmm. other than just being a Spider-Man in the MCU. Which was a big move by Disney. I mean, like, I wonder if they were even... I wonder if they even worried... Um, what? Like, I wonder if, since they were so focused on just like, getting him in time for, like, everything they want to do with him, if they even worried too much about the movie. I don't know, because... I don't know how much time is between Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2. And isn't Sony making it still? Sony's a part of the development process. I know Marvel's definitely pretty hands-on with it. Um, I don't know exactly how much they contribute to it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the first Homecoming did break the Marvel timeline. So, <laughs> that was a great start to Spider-Man's start, intro was breaking the timeline. Uh, I don't know. But Other than the uh, the beautiful reveal of Mary Jane, at the in the movie, was when I mean, she's Zendaya. Yeah, not I predictable. Mean, not predictable at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, the love interests are different, for sure. I don't really see how Peter and her are gonna get along whatsoever. Me neither. I don't know how she's gonna end up in London or whatever, because like you see, photos of her, on set for Far From Home. I guess unless he's in New York for some of it, maybe uh, it's another school field trip. That's another. Thing it's they could, oh, they could keep doing that if they wanted to. Real, real talk. Now that's a that'll be a trope, real quick. <laughs> oh, Peter, you need to go somewhere. Good thing the school's also going to that exact location. Peter, you gotta go to Thanos's home planet Titan. <laughs> <laughs> school bus is going right there. Miss Rizzle shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Magic school bus takes him to Thanos's home planet. Actually, that's the plot of an Endgame. Miss Frizzle comes into the uh, movie and just kills Thanos. Little did we know, she's a Marvel character the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that was all in the Marvel timeline somewhere. Yeah, it's uh, pretty crazy. Even the iguana that she has is like a super busted character. Stronger than Captain Marvel, actually. Confirmed. Yikes. Who knows how powerful that is. And it's like just shooting burst energy, the new power. Yeah, I mean, if you can shoot energy, you're just immediately stronger than everyone else. Unless you're Vision, and then you just weak the entire movie and get killed. She was supposed to be the strongest, wasn't he? Um, Scarlet Witch is technically the, like, the strongest one, I think, on Earth. But Vision was supposed to be really, really strong. Vision wasn't supposed to... I mean, like, I guess... Vision die. had a stone in him. Vision was supposed to be super, super, super strong. Vision was useless. I feel like they kind of nerfed him for this movie. 
I hope kinda, so. Kinda like, I hope that wasn't their iteration of him in like full strength or whatever. <laughs> full strength gets beaten by like one of the weaker Thanos children. Yeah, you guys ass handed to him. Multiple times, yeah. You think he'd recover? Like, wasn't there a part where he was like healing himself? Isn't he supposed to be super smart? Yeah. How did he mess this up? He has the uh, um, stone of. Well, he's also Jarvis, right? He's oh, like yeah, true. He's also he's like Jarvis and Ultron, and like he's like a bunch of layers of stuff. Mindstone. Yeah. So like. He's got like three different layers of personality, and like Tony Stark and Bruce Banner's imprints also on him. And the years he spent with the event, like the. So uh, that's like five different super smart people all thrown well like the stone we're considering that a, an, its own person i guess i think so i don't think it, like, i think they like consider it yeah i yeah. think they say it's its own like being but uh it's like five super smart people <laughs> and this dude couldn't figure out how to solve anything yeah that's how it goes you know he messed up almost killed roadie and then he just dies like is that's all he's added so far <laughs> <laughs> i don't know Let's just throw him in there to kill him. But. They, yeah. You think they added him by mistake? Two movies? Yeah. They're like, the people who are directing Ultron just like added him in. They're just like, let's just do it. And then they're like, we don't know what to do with this guy. Like, well, um, And then they're like, all right, he's going to be in Civil War for a little bit. Like, he was actually barely in there. What did yeah. he do? He knocked over Ant-Man. That was pretty cool. Or like Giant Man. He almost killed... Uh, Black Iron Man. <laughs> War Machine. He, he, he almost killed Rhodey. Um, and then he died. And he kind of complained the entire Infinity War movie, too. And Civil War. And Civil War, yeah. This guy's... And he's like... He complains a lot. He's like uh, lawful good, extremely for some reason. Even though like he's experienced what that can do like to, to a society. He has all this knowledge and stuff, and he's still like, yep, I'll do whatever the law tells me to do. It's also crazy that he doesn't just go crazy himself, yeah. like Ultron did. I don't know. We're not. I don't want to delve too deep into Vision's you know, history. <laughs> I don't think it's that deep. Yeah. And I don't think it matters. Dude's dead. Dude is dead. I mean, we all, we all know that the next movie... I would be surprised if he comes back. You think? Because he didn't get wiped away by the he might, snap. He might be made a human. You think you know, there's a, like Scarlet Witch has the power to create a whole new whole new universe with life forms in it. So like I doubt she can do that in the movies. I'm saying like if they want to go that far, it could probably happen. Were they making him a new body, or am I just like thinking of something completely mm, different? I know he wanted to be human. I don't remember if he had a body. Eventually, I'm pretty sure he does become human in the comics. I don't know. He's he never really did much in the movies, so I wouldn't be heartbroken if he never came back. But that sounds terrible and heartless. But you know, it's gonna be different because he he didn't get wiped away by the snap. Yeah, he was like Loki. He just got killed by Thanos and Gamora. I mean, everyone keeps saying like Gamora's gonna come back. I think Gamora will come. Back. I think she will come back, but she was killed separately, so I can't. You know, I don't know. I guess I think Visions is different. Uh, I guess Scarlet Witch is just gonna lose everyone she loves. Is that what's going on there? Her brother. They better bring Quicksilver back. How? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they go with the whole time, if they go with the whole time thing, they probably could if they wanted to. I want Quicksilver back. That was wrong that they killed him. <laughs> Such a good character just wasted for no reason. Yeah, for real. It wasn't even impactful, like because we don't know him. 
He was, yeah. in, the, he was in the movie for like a whole like, 45 minutes. I was pissed when he died. <laughs> like He died, and I was like, you guys really just killed this character off that who was looking pretty cool. Like, what? Especially with like what the success they've had with, um, in the X-Men movies with Quicksilver. Yeah, that Quicksilver is dumb. Like, he's untapped power. Straight up. Yeah, he's... And he's stupid. Like, he's actually just stupid. Yeah, because he has no training. That doesn't mean he can't use his powers effectively. Like, he threw the <laughs> slow punch at Apocalypse and got his leg broken because of it. I'm like, what are you doing? Which is, like, his only power. Yeah, and he was like, guess I'm out for the fight. I'm like, oh my gosh. This is painful. And also, I, I don't know. If you... Uh, we're getting too deep again. Too, but, deep, uh, too deep in the characters. Yeah, we're thinking about it too much. But, yeah. like, he's like, well, he, like, I don't know. You look at it and see that him just tapping somebody's face, like, not, like, sends him flying or something when he's moving that fast. That's kind of with the all speedsters, though. It's hard to, like, balance their powers. And Yeah, but then you see, like, moments where he, like, ruffles this guy's hair or, like, fixes it. <laughs> and it's like, how did he not just, like, rip his skin off? Right. But it's like, we're thinking too deep. We're, th- we're thinking too much about it. Those are definitely really good scenes, and I think X-Men is also, could have been very good, and unfortunately was squandered by a lack of care by Fox. First class, the um, the revi- revamping, I don't know what you would call this, the uh, first class was good, the second one was decent, Apocalypse was pretty terrible. Um, the like, reboot, pretty much? Yeah, the reboot. How they said like, oh, the whoops, we killed everyone, time to bring them back. Pretty much is what they did there. That was a good movie. I really liked. Uh, I really liked that idea. But I feel like it's kind of being executed poorly at the moment. You know, I like that they fixed the timeline because that was what X Men has always had issues with: is that their own timeline is consistently broken. But um, yeah, it was. They immediately turned around and broke it with the next movie. So <laughs> they really suck at that. Yeah. And it's, it's also like weird. They, it's weird. It's weird to, it's weird to they, they keep killing characters off. Kind of throws me through a loop. Like Darwin. Darwin shouldn't have died. Darwin shouldn't have died. Uh, like that's his power is not dying. <laughs> uh, other characters like the uh, one dude who like uses energy and throws it or whatever. Uh, Havoc. Havoc. He like they just kind of killed off characters for no reason in that movie. I feel like, especially with the first one, if they had if they had a plan for future movies, like I don't know if it was a good move just to kill off a whole bunch of random people. I mean, X Men's roster is so big and they diverse. They can keep doing things that they want to, but like that they can show that somebody is a threat through killing people. But at the same time, it does make it difficult to grow attached to those characters when they're introduced and killed so quickly. But um, especially because those characters are more than just what they are. Right, because they have a long-standing history in the comics, and that will definitely bug some fans if they get introduced just yeah. to get killed off. Like if a favorite, if someone's favorite character was Havoc, and then he gets killed right away, it's kind of like okay. Yeah, because they are they are bigger name. A lot of them are bigger name characters too. Like they're not just people who are in the mm-hmm. comic for a little bit or who are just mentioned in the comics. It'd be, like be like kind of like killing off Falcon, because even though Falcon's not the most important Avenger, if they even just put him in the movie. And then just killed him off, just to show you can kill people. But like, I guess like Quicksilver. That's actually what happened to Quicksilver. Yeah, that was messed up. So, 
I feel like the X-Men feel like they can do that, and I don't think they should. Dark Phoenix is coming out? Yeah, they keep saying that's going to fix everything, but there's no way there's in no hell way. they can. Yeah, that's, I don't think it's possible. There's too much messed up in that. I'm going to see it still. I'm going to see it. Yeah. If, I mean, like, it's an X-Men movie, and I've enjoyed every X-Men movie. The action scenes are really good normally. And, like, I like the characters. Doesn't mean they're good movies, but I still enjoy watching them. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's it's all it's also that weird medium where it's like you know it's not good, but you still like it, right? Right. It's almost like guilty pleasure, because <laughs> it's like yes, I get to see these characters as a live action reiteration, but it's just they're done poorly, but you don't care because you still like the character. <laughs> uh, I actually like I like the original Angel a lot. I feel like he was, it was a really good story of like, oh dang, he's supposed to be like a perfect, like a normal human. And then he ends up like coming comfortable with his mutant powers and going through it. And then they, they just like edited him to be like a warmonger. Like, I like Angel. I like Angel a lot, actually. But the new version? I thought the new version could have been good. He looked cool. He looked cool. Oh my goodness. That he was... looked really cool. And yeah. I was like, I saw him in the trailers. I'm like, that character's so cool. And I want to add like useless. I remember correctly, like he, oh my God, right he was away. terrible. He like died. <laughs> the dumbest thing he died because a plane crashed i'm like you can fly dude how did he let this happen but you know it didn't it didn't make sense and it was like angel i don't know what your plan is like when you watch it at all and he didn't help whatsoever and it seemed like the horsemen that he picked were just so obscure because they were kind of just like the first four mutants he came across who are decent at fighting. I think it was just the first four mutants. Straight up. Like, he just kind of, like, asked around. He's like, alright, so what mutant would you think would be good for this? Well, like, his, his, power, so his power is walking fast, and his power is flying. Okay, we also took that one. Well, it had to be people who, like, were willing to fight. Yeah. So Magneto, of course, is always willing to Magneto. fight. Magneto. Wait, what? Also... I don't know what their deals with like the Magneto character, and then like I, I personally I don't know his like comic book iteration that well. That's pretty much the same. Is that he's always swapping sides, but like, it's, I think it's hard to do in a movie um, scenario, where if like there's like moments in movies where he's good, bad, then good again, or bad, good, then bad again, stuff like that. I feel like kind of like it isn't really something you can do in a movie. Well. What would be nice is if they didn't do it every single movie. <laughs> if they, like, yeah. it would have been fine if they're like they gave it a movie, at least like one movie where he's on the same side the as like he time. was from the yeah. beginning. And it's like he was, he was bad the entire time, and then like got busted, stayed bad again next movie. Like however, whichever way he got brought in was still bad. I it really becomes t- a trope. I mean, to the point where like. Where Charles is gonna rely too heavily upon him and be like, "Oh, he'll turn good at the last second. So like, it's kind of, I feel like they're gonna set it up to like, "Oh, I know, I know, Magneto will come through and be good when it comes down to the right moment, and then eventually he just doesn't." I think that's what they're probably gonna do with it. What they do with him in Apocalypse wasn't that bad though. I actually liked. It. I didn't think it was necessary for his own family to get introduced just to die again. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. It was interesting, and I think they tried to make Magneto more human, and like, I say that as he's literally a mutant, but, and they don't really consider themselves the same, but, like, they gave him, like, 
relatability. Yeah. And showed emotions other than just, I am bad, uh, as he was in some of the other ones. So, yeah, I like that part of him. And he did swap sides a bunch. So, overall, we'll see how Magneto turns out in Dark Phoenix, because Lord knows what size he's on at this point. <laughs> I don't remember how it ended. I think it ended they were on good terms. I think. I don't, I, I don't remember. Actually, I actually can't remember. But how does he not, so like, how do the X-Men not bring him in for his war crimes, right? Like, he's just brutal and, like, commits so many crimes, kills people consistently. And they're just like, all right, Which, you're good, good now, so good. you've been rehabilitated. Also, I, uh, I, like, I like how they just made Mystique a good, a good guy. I hate Mystique. It's really because really Jennifer Lawrence is playing her. That's why she's a good guy. I don't like Mystique because Jennifer Lawrence, I'll be honest. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the character's just... The character's not that relevant, usually. And yeah. they forced relevance on her because it was Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, she's a big actress. She has to have a big role. She has to. <laughs> they could have made her some somebody else. <laughs> yeah, they really could have. Could have made her Jean Grey. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Sophie Turner, she's, I think she does a pretty good job portraying a torture. Yeah, Jean for sure. I don't think she did a terrible job whatsoever. They could have had her play... Um, Oh, what's her face? Not Kitty Cat. That's not, that's not her real name. Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride. What's her uh, X Men name? Kitty Pride. I think she's Kitty Pride. Wait, she used a real name for her. Yeah, they don't have secret identities. Yeah, like Angel. His name's not Angel. Professor. It's like code names, but they just call her Kitty. Kitty. Dang, I want. Okay, yeah, maybe it was. I can't I'm remember. Just Kitty Iceman. Pride. Like his name. I'm pretty sure it's just Kitty Pride. Okay. Most of them, okay. Most of them, like they don't wear masks. Like a lot of them don't. Oh, true. So it's not like their identities are secret. It's like they go to the. That's a weird. That's really weird to think about because like, isn't the huge thing like they tell their families like, oh, like they tell their friends and families like they're going to a secret school for like, it's like a private school up in the mountains so that they can like, do better in school. And I then, don't like, really know what it is. I'm I pretty sure like I'm like I think in the older comics like literally there was like, they it's the whole private school or like border school thing and then like. Can you imagine that on TV you see a recording of like one of your like one of your like childhood friends? You're like You're saying it's like Hogwarts? What do you mean like Hogwarts? Like usually they tell like the muggle parents. Yeah, it's similar no not the muggle parents, like uh the muggles in general. Because the parents some of the parents definitely know. Like the parents obviously know their kids are mutants. I mean, it's not possible to like uh, well yeah. But but, no, I'm, but I'm saying like so your friends and family, like what if you like you didn't tell like your sister? Like you're like you're like, Oh, I don't want to tell my sister that my kid's a mutant, so you don't and then, like, Aunt Kelly sees her niece on TV, and they're like, is that Jean? I don't I don't really think... I don't think they have to fight. I think it's actually a school for mutants to, like, live, and then they have the option to. I don't think they're, like, forced to fight. Like, they, no, I'm saying, like... What I'm saying is that the parents... How, how do they keep it a secret? I saying. think they know what it is. You think everyone just knows the mutants? You know everyone yeah. hates mutants? Yeah. Because no one's going to fight them because they're all mutants with True powers. that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, like, that'll just create more drama. Which there's plenty of in that world. So. All right. Well, that was our take on the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> uh, spiral. It really, it really did spiral. But, uh, hope you like this podcast. Future episodes, if you want to, like, send us any requests of ideas we want, want to talk about. Um, Twitter handle is HailStormHotler. 
follow me on Twitter. DM me any request that you have. Maybe something really relevant like um, the photo of Kanye and Kim Kardashian running in the hallway, which I think was super cute, even though I don't really like either of those people that much. Kim's fine. Kim's overrated. But... I mean, this is a good... Anyway. Yeah, okay, anyways, anyways. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed the podcast, and uh, have a great night.